Welcome back to Suresh Podcast. Last chapter ended describing how Guru Hargobin quickly rescued Bhai Rupa and Sadhu, traveling 60 kilometers. How after that, the Guru blessed them with the service of creating a communal kitchen, dig, and establishing a new village. Guru Hargobin himself laid the foundation of that village, which would then be named Rupa. Chapter 21 now begins describing how Guru Hargobin spent many days there in Diroli. Sikh congregations would come and go from there, obtaining the Darshan divine sight of the Guru. Meanwhile, the exalted Baba Gurdatta established his city of Kiratpur. He had brought many business people in there to set up camp. Others came to help build the city there. He would keep tabs and help everybody out there in the city, spending a lot of time and money on them. But he really desired to receive the darshan of his father, Guru Hargobind. So he was enthusiastic about traveling to see the Guru. He got his rides ready, a horse for himself, and a really expensive chariot for his wife and kids. His wife, Matanati, who had two kids with her, Thirmal and Hararai, taking them with her, she mounted up on that chariot. Thirmal was a little bigger now, and the exalted Hararai was just held around her chest. In carts behind her, there were many helpers, and other six were there as well, coming with them. The exalted Baba Gurdatta mounted up on his horse, which was so agile, he was jumping around as if it was a deer. In this way, he took his family with him to receive the darshan of the master, his father, Guru Hargobind. He had left in charge of the city of Kiratpur one attendant who would manage wisely and provide protection there. He met with all the people of the village, encouraging and comforting them before he set down down the path towards Doroli. He didn't go to Amritsar, he went straight to Doroli. He spent some days on the path there, camping up at night. Eventually, he reached there in Doroli. He fell at the feet of his father, bowing down, asking how they were. He told the entire story about how he met with Buddhan Shah, how he established his city there called Kirutpur, telling the Guru, the city is right there near these beautiful mountains. When you come and place your little like feet there, it will become glorious and pure. Guru Hargobind heard this and said, wonderful. You did such amazing, respectable work. Mata Nati at this point walked up with the exalted Hararai on her chest. She bowed down. She placed both of her kids at the lowest feet of the Guru. Guru Hargobind, seeing them, was so delighted. He picked them both up, holding them both, one on each arm, braced on his chest, speaking sweetly and caressing them, cuddling them. He understood, even at this point, that Hararai was deserving of the title of the Guru, the throne of the Guru. The Guru was bestowing his graceful glance on Hararai so greatly. And at that point, Baba Gurdatta went into the residence, bowing down to the three mothers, Mata Dhamodri, Mata Nanaki, Mata Murwahi. When Mata Dhamodri saw her son, she was so elated, she was so happy. She sang blessings as sweet as ambrosial nectar. Then Mata Nanaki and Marwahi also gave blessings to him, saying, May you remain forever in bliss. When he left the residence after meeting them, he met with everybody else there, like Saindas, Bilijand. He bowed down to them, asking how they were doing. The son of the Guru, Baba Gurdatta, was so sophisticated in all manners, he was always making friends, keeping his friends happy, and destroying his enemies. Matanati, at that point, went into the residence as well and bowed down to her three mother-in-laws. The mothers, the Matama, saw the two grandkids and were so happy, they all picked them up and were playing with them. Matanati then went to Bibirammo and bowed down to her. She gave Matanati a blessing, saying, May your two sons live very long lives. All the mothers saw in Matanati a great daughter-in-law and respected her very much. Sitting all together, 
they were just in such bliss. The entire family now of the Guru was there in one place. And many days were spent like this. Soon then, Vasaki Mela was approaching. From all corners of the subcontinent, congregations were arriving there in Diroli, bringing with them offerings. So many that they were all just piling up. Men and women came singing the praise of the Guru, arriving to obtain the Guru's darshan, to view them. They placed out a very large seat and a pillow for the Guru, who was strapped with weapons. The Guru came and sat down, had beautiful whisks flying overhead. They looked like swans flying all around. The Ardasya six, the ones who performed the supplication, the Ardas for the people arriving, were standing in front. They were reciting the Ardas of the congregations that were arriving there. These congregations were led by the Masans, the congregation leaders who brought the vast amount of offerings for the Guru. Guru Hargobind was pleased with them all, respectively, tying the stars, turbans on them, on the leaders from these various regions. Some were bringing 100,000, others were bringing 200,000. The Guru's house would receive so much offerings from abroad, even as far down south as Sangaldeep and other areas as well. Money was coming in from every corner of the subcontinent. Every six months, the Masans would arrive there and others would just come once a year. From all the regions, congregations were arriving there, tying up their goods, carrying it with them. It was just streams of money coming into the Guru's house. Some Sikhs would even just come alone, bringing their offerings with them, receiving the darshan of the Guru, destroying their sin. Countless money was coming in and out of the Guru's house. So many offerings were being offered there by whoever was bringing it, whether it was the Masans from their respective regions or just individual Sikhs. They came to receive the Guru's darshan, bringing with them these offerings for the sake of congregation. Guru Hargobin would gloriously sit there, distributing his divine sight to all. In front, there were just piles of these offerings piling up. Nobody could count its worth. The congregations held firm in their heart this great faith of the Guru, and all of them had their desires fulfilled by the Guru. So it was the month of Savan now, so about July-ish, when the entire family of the Guru's hearts came together in such bliss again. They were all in one spot together, they were looking and meeting each other with such enjoyment and bliss in their minds. And at this point, so some months after Vasakhi Mela, Mata Damodari, Guru Hargobind's eldest wife, realized that her life now is now approaching its end. She went to receive her husband's, the true Guru's darshan, and she clasped her hands together and did an ardas, a request, saying, Oh Prabhu, old master, in every way you are perfect. It was with my great fortune that you became my husband. If I had said anything stupid, if I said anything disrespectful, unwise, not understanding your greatness, please be graceful upon me and forgive me. I've understood the end of my life is approaching. Understand me as the servant of your lotus-like feet, and in the afterlife merge me with you. I'm just unwise, I have the intellect of a poor woman. Even the devdas, the gods, cannot understand your limits, so what am I? Guru Hargobin heard this request and comforted her, saying, Understand that you'll forever be with me. The Guru's house has such glory attached to it. Whoever has faith in it, man or woman, they arrive at the highest spiritual state. And you, with such a natural and spontaneous, beautiful state, you are my wife, O oh, Damodri. You've always remained with me. Such a companion, how can we be separated? Everyone will leave their body. This physical body doesn't remain for anybody. Everybody has their time to travel ahead. 
Hearing the words of her husband, Matam Dumodri, was so happy in her heart. Then she met with the entire family. She bathed and then laid down on some spear grass, which was laid out. She focused on her husband, merging in this concentration. Ultimately, she left her body. She traveled up to the afterlife on such a beautiful, on a glistening era vehicle of Amana to the realm where Mata Gangaji, her mother-in-law, was residing. The entire family saw this when Mata Dumodri breathed her last breath. It was 1688 Vikrami when Mataji, the wife of Guru Harguvan, went to the afterlife. So this, in the common era, is 1631. All the women got together and began crying. Ramo, her elder sister, was so pained by this, by the love she had for her younger sister. She said, the wise, the greatly fortunate one who had liberated our entire family, bringing me, my mother, my father, my husband, all of us into the circle of the Guru, who liberated us all, who gave birth to the exalted Baba Gurdatta, who was the beloved wife of the Lord of the world, Guru Harguvan. How can we even compare the level? How can we even think of what level she was at. She liberated everybody in our family, men, women, everyone. In this way, Ramo and others were thinking about the great qualities of Mata Dumodri, crying greatly in this love they had for her. Mata Nanaki, Mata Murvahi, the other two wives of the Guru were crying greatly along with the daughter-in-law, Mata Dumodri. Such a great noise, a commotion of crying arose that Guru Hargobind heard it and stopped everybody there. He said, this is the way of the world which is over everybody's head. It's not proper to cry. It's not anything wondrous that this has happened. This is just what happens in life. So the funeral rites were performed by her son, Baba Gurdatta, as he was told to do. He did that. When Saidas, the Modri's brother-in-law, saw this, he just passed out while saying, Hi, hi. Oh, greatly fortunate one, with your benevolence, we've become relatives of the Guru. Even all the devtas in the heavens would be so excited to receive the darshan of Guru Hargobin, their graceful glance. And we got to live with the Guru day in and day out. We are even more blessed than all of them, these gods. O Dumodri, you left us all. O one who was faithful to her husband, you quickly left us. From the command of the Guru, everybody stopped crying. And then Babak Rababi then performed Kirtan. Bidijand and Parindakam, both of them cried out, O mother, why did you go so soon? So they bathed the body, performing all the rites there, creating a casket of great worth. They placed on this casket such expensive clothing. Quickly from four sides, this casket was picked up and taken outside. Tirumal was there waving the whisk over his grandmother's body. Conch was being blown and in front of the group, there was a group singing Rag Maru. They all created a grand funeral pyre of sandalwood they placed down the body there and sparked the fire. At that moment, Baba Gurdataji cried out loudly. Tears flowed from his eyes. They performed the Kapalakirya at that time when somebody takes a stick and opens up the skull. After the funeral rites, everybody got up and bathed. They performed Girtan and completed the ceremony. They distributed Prashad and slowly, slowly, everybody went back to their encampment, their residence. And many people who had come from far and wide left and went back to their homes. So this is how chapter 21 concludes. The next chapter we're going to hear more about the families who are visiting Guru Hargobind to pay their respects for Mata Dumodri's passing. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charan Patreon page.
गाऊंगा चढ़ के गाऊंगा चढ़ के हरेगा मरेगा शरण भरेगा तेरेगा गज गज करा गया